0: Hey guys, it's Tarika, and we're back with the Music Industry 360 podcast. In part two of Let's Talk Video Distribution, we'll be talking about video monetization and YouTube optimization. Let's get into it. How does video monetization work?
1: Uh, By default, with the agreement that we have with our partners, that um, with Vivo, ad monetization is automatic, turned on, that's p- part of the deal with Vivo and YouTube. So it's automatically using the YouTube ad monetization. So you'll have ads played before the video that you can skip later. And based on that, that will also help determine with the views of your videos what the rate of your payout is when you get 1,000 views, 100, 100 million views on a video. No, we wish. <laughs> uh, there's a few of them that might get that. But uh, and then with iTunes, iTunes monetization is more they have streaming monetization for the Apple Music. And iTunes is the only one that actually still sells the music video that you can download, even though that's on the decline in the past couple of years. But they use the same system when we send it to them, so when we send it to iTunes it will go both on the streaming and the store platform.
2: Yeah, but the main the main revenue earner I would say is Vivo. Like that's your it, biggest it's a Vivo mostly, YouTube partnership.
1: Yeah, it's mostly Vivo because Vivo has a partnership with YouTube, which is already huge, and they have a monetization. But they are also uh, have monetization on their website, their uh, mobile platform as well. So you're getting a, a wide spread of exposure with Vivo, but not just on YouTube, but Vivo has partnership with news sites and other websites using their uh, mobile player and their playlist and also feeding videos to their TV app and the mobile app. So you're always getting more views, just more spread out, not just on the YouTube platform.
2: And the main question I get a lot is, uh, is Content ID, like YouTube Content ID, is that the same thing as video monetization?
1: It's not, even though it's a very similar name and a lot of people get confused. But with the YouTube content ID basically it's we use it on the music side, but it can also be used for the music video side because audio and video go hand in hand. But the content ID mostly you get to register your your music with the YouTube content ID service, and that would be kind of like the the checkbook.
2: And you do that through your distributor.
1: Yeah, you have to kind of opt in to your distributors because you have to first and foremost upload and submit your music. So since your distributor has your music they can already provide you YouTube Content ID, your tracks, so they have it in their arsenal. So when they scan throughout the world of YouTube, if your song is being used in a video, that they can flag it with a copyright claim, and you can collect the money on that video because they're using your music for the, on that video.
2: Yeah, your track is like they call it it's a digital fingerprint yes. basically that they look for that and it's it's individual and they just look for that on YouTube and if they find it um, and then I'm going with like with what we do but if we if it's flagged as um, ours as a copyright then we automatically just monetize it.
1: Yeah, and with content ID once you get the music then you can we can also submit the music video so if somebody's using footage from your music video or like a crowd shot from your video or some or some snippet of your music video Uh, the content id can also catch it too even if it's a little distorted and so it the system been upgraded to be able to detect even when videos on only on screen for a little bit they were able to detect that that's not their footage
2: so ideally you should be with a distributor that does both because even though we offer video distribution as a separate service it would. Benefit you as an artist to be with us as a digital distribution client and also a video distribution client because you can automatically opt in to YouTube Content ID as a digital distribution client, whereas it's not included with video distribution, like I mentioned.
0: Can you make a lot of money with video distribution?
1: If it goes viral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, it's, if it goes viral and you market it enough to actually get the views really above 100,000. Then, yeah, you can make some money on have it. Have you guys
2: seen any videos go viral? I mean, we have some clients that are over a million views that we've distributed, you know, so that's definitely, they're making a lot of revenue there, and they've done their work in terms of marketing the video release and stuff. But the main thing to keep in mind is, like like I said earlier, the video is meant to promote your music. So if you time it right and, and do it release at the same time as your track, you know, you may end up making more money by streaming your track, not so much the music video.
3: Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of artists are most unhappy with how YouTube pays because they are, you know, they tend to pay the least amount per view, you know, as as opposed to Spotify with, you know, how much they pay artists per play. So like Vanessa said, it, it does work as a great promotional tool for the actual track.
1: Yeah, one thing we need to of get across and clear that there is no magic number of of view equals payout both spotify youtube any of these streaming platforms they have their their own particular algorithm ratio of how they calculate what pays out and then also in terms of the advertisers that give money to the platforms to pay pay the others for advertising over or before the video so so it's not gonna be like Every one view or every 1,000 views is 5 bucks or $10,000 $10, or so. There's a lot of variables per platform. It, sometimes it de- depends on market share. Sometimes it depends on how long you've been on YouTube with the amount of content you have on there. If you're a brand new artist putting your first video and it makes, let's say it makes it 1 million views, but then Beyonce puts out a video and it gets 2 million views, the payout will be drastically different because a new artist versus an artist that's already on the platform with content and then it was so and it also applies when it comes to features like if you have a a, ba- a audience like a big following that was so the, the platform decay they're going to get a lot of views because they have this many views on the previous videos so that will also add more money for you to put out more content
2: so if they have a good marketing campaign basically yeah can I just add also, you
3: know, you can't, you know, expect every view to equate to money because not every view, not every viewer is shown ads per view. You know, like there's only a percentage of your total views that you're actually making money off of because only that certain percentage are showing ads
2: it also depends on like how many people actually click the ads and then how many people watch the video all the way through, you know, because that's the other thing is YouTube has to verify that it's a view and it's not a bot. You know, a lot of, um, you see a lot of advertisements out there where you can buy views or you can have a bot like so you can boost your views and that's a big no-no and they actually will um, take your video down like off of Vivo if they um, notice that if they have proof that there's fraudulent view activity.
1: And what? they and they yeah. and they are able to detect it. So there's yeah. no way to hide from it, both on the audio or video side. If you try to boost or what they call mm-hmm. juice your juicy music, yeah. juicy <laughs> your views, and the the platforms are gonna be able to detect it, and you won't be able to get away. And then in the end, you you'll probably get uh, suspended and or your account blocked.
2: Yeah, so just, you know, grow your views organically, you know, like do the do the PR, like do the marketing ahead of time, you know, don't just push it out and then, you know, because I just see, I mean, Ali, you can touch on this too and, and Tariqa too on the, the marketing side, but like you see sometimes a lot of people that don't have social media profiles at all that just, you know, like how are you going to reach your fans, you know, but they also, if they do have the profiles, they sometimes will just share the video like over and over again, like, you no, know, you need to do more interaction to, uh, to help grow your fan base and therefore grow your streams and your exposure.
3: Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah, you definitely, you know, want to use other ways of promotion besides just clicking the share button at the bottom of your video. Mm-hmm. You know, like from posting in Facebook groups to Reddit groups to, you know, creating fan con- contests through a place like Hive, a website like Hive. Um, you know, that really pushes your fans to promote your latest music
0: video. What kind of features can Symbonic secure for their clients?
3: When it comes to music video features, um, I'm actually the person that pitches on a weekly basis to Vivo and Tidal. And there are, like, there's a pretty long list of features that you can secure, you know, being from um, the Discover playlists on Vivo to genre playlists, um, to the YouTube channel cards. If you're familiar with those, they're um, the little eye icon at the top right-hand corner of a video. That's, that's a channel card. And um, you can also even get featured from time to time um, on their Instagram, on you know YouTube annotations. But what we tend to see the most when it comes to Vivo features is in their discover and genre playlists. And so um, when I pitch, you know, to Vivo, I, you know, what really helps out with a lot of these pitches in general is to include your marketing drivers and to include your social media following and any additional information that's going to help your music video release. Yeah, like like if you've been featured on any other blog or website, yeah, just anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, any press links greatly helps so um, those playlists are definitely going to be the the best spot to get a feature nowadays you know and and that's how it is you know with music streaming too like on Spotify you want to get on those big Spotify playlists that's same thing with music videos on Vivo, and also Tidal is similar Um, Tidal also has those you know Title rising playlists, um, staff picks playlists and exclusives, also the genre playlists as well.
2: Yeah, with the, uh, with the Vivo ones, that's um, solely on the Vivo.com platform and the Vivo mobile platform. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you were saying the YouTube annotations, that's on the Vivo YouTube side. Because that's, mm-hmm. I don't think we touched on this, but like Vivo, with the Vivo distribution, it's it's three in one, basically. It's Your video is going to be on a Vivo branded YouTube channel. But also on your, we're, we would create an artist profile on Vivo.com. Where your video would also be there, you know, getting views, and then also on the Vivo, um, the Vivo mo- mobile app, so it gets monetized in three different places, basically.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: So that's basically you know three times the amount of exposure, which mm-hmm. is super cool.
1: Yeah. And when we when we see the mobile app, it's mostly the Vivo application because they have multiple stuff. So like they have the the Vivo Apple TV app and Roku app that you can watch music videos on off your TV. So that's. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I use at home when I, whenever I want to watch music videos and not get lost in the, the YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> of other videos that are not music videos. But also they do have the mobile app that you can watch music videos on both Apple and Android. So the dot .com feeds more broader uh, platforms out there.
2: Oh, and back to uh, Ali mentioned uh, Instagram. We actually had one of our video distribution clients, Calma Carmona. Well, actually, she's a digital distribution client as well. But Calma Carmona got a feature on Somos Vivo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She actually,
3: um, she was able to do an Instagram takeover on Somos Vivo. And if you're not familiar with Somos
0: Vivo, that's the um, basically the Latino version of Vivo. So Ali, earlier you mentioned YouTube optimization. What exactly is that?
3: So I like to um, explain YouTube optimization as almost like a makeover from the outside end of your YouTube channel. So with that, you know, optimization can range from the overall branding of your channel. So, you know, what viewers see on the outside. Um, but to dig deeper, optimizing your channel is really You know, going through each individual video and making sure that it's tagged correctly, that it's titled and that there's a description that um, coincides with the title that you have there. Just so that YouTube's algorithms can really pick up on your content and place it in the search engine, you know quicker and more efficiently and it's also that also helps you know with the recommended videos when someone watch is watching a video that's not even your video having your videos optimized correctly will help place that you know on the recommended videos on the side there
2: one thing I noticed that looks nice, too, is when um, when they do have, like we were saying about having a Vivo channel and a personal channel, when they have the same images on both, because then they, they look more cohesive, you know, and same mm-hmm. thing with social media, like use, you know, you can change it and have be different on mm-hmm. each one. But me personally, I think if you have the same wallpaper or, or banner on Facebook that you do on YouTube, then like, okay, yeah, this is the official YouTube page. Oh, and also the main thing to remember too is that um, we do offer this YouTube optimization service through Symphonic, but it's not for Vivo channels. It's meant to help you boost your own personal YouTube channel to help get more exposure and to help, you know, like Ali said, you know, to get your content to show up more often in searches.
1: Yeah, especially also when you um, your personal channel will most likely probably be under a label. Because one thing with Vivo that they don't accept labels to. P- to have a Viva channel created, so if you could, we come across uh, label managers come wanting to create a, a channel for the label to have three of the artists' music videos on, but that's Viva doesn't want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> so Viva don't play that. <laughs> yeah, because if an artist leaves a label, that video should stay live under the artist's name. So no matter if he jumps a label, or it drops gets dropped from a label, his video is still out there and he can still. Uh, collect on the video
2: and not lose the views too yeah not lose yeah. the views
1: so that's why Vivo strongly suggests that uh, labels should not have a Vivo channel because of those kind of issues of artists coming and going and then you get to spend more time updating this channel of an artist so they really prefer artists only yeah so
3: I mean the best option in that scenario would be to have, if you're a label, have your artists, you know, you can still have the Vivo channel for your individual artists, but then on your personal channel on YouTube, create playlists and add your artist videos from Vivo into those playlists. So then you're promoting it in two
2: places. And also you're not losing, you're not losing any views because that's the other thing too, is a lot of people ask, can I have my video up on my personal page and on Vivo? And say, well, you won't be able to monetize it. On your personal page so you're losing your views there so mm-hmm. that's why I say if you um, plan on releasing it do the like what we said link the playlist to your Vivo video so you're not losing any views and, yeah. and any monetization there
3: because some artists do also you know they release it both places like you just said but maybe a fan is gonna see the video in one place where it has less views than the other place. So it's like some some viewers are gonna see the amount of views on one of the videos and it's gonna be way less than possibly the other video. So from a branding standpoint, that doesn't always look as good.
1: Yeah, so if you plan early enough to release your video on your Vivo channel before you put on your personal channel and you direct your fan base, hey, my video is coming out on Vivo, if you are able to funnel your fans to follow your music that way, then you get the best possible outcome in terms of ma- making money from that video.
0: Okay, so how do I get more views on my video? You guys mentioned earlier that some people buy views. Is that the right way? Yeah,
3: definitely no. <laughs>
1: not. <laughs> that, that would do the opposite. It might even just like suspend your channel.
3: Yeah, yeah like we mentioned, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... um, So Yeah, I mean, like with a personal channel, like I mentioned, optimization, that's a key factor in gaining more views. And um, also it helps in gaining views that are going to give you a better audience retention rate. And what that basically means is you know, the longer someone watches your video, the higher the audience retention is in the YouTube analytics. And YouTube's algorithms actually rely more heavily on the audience retention rates over the views, over the view count, essentially. So a lot of people think that views are all that matters. But in reality, it's the audience retention that matters the most because that means people, you know, they they liked your video enough to watch it all the way through, or watch the most of the video.
2: So that's why you recommend too um, to when you upload the video to your channel to actually watch it yourself on your channel, yeah. let it play all the way through because that'll boost that score. Basically. Yeah, and
3: even you know, even giving your own video a like is gonna help too. So there's there's a bunch of little aspects of optimization that add up, but um, you know, definitely keeping in mind that views aren't everything is important.
2: We mentioned earlier, too, about um, giving yourself enough time to tease your video's release and also, you know, time it with your track release. But there's there's a lot of things you could do to um, to tease your video release. Like, you could actually you do, like, an Instagram teaser video and just show, like, a, a small snippet, you know, like a 15-second snippet of the videos and, then say, like, releasing soon. Oh, yeah, You know, definitely. You, you could do that. You know, you could also do a countdown, you know, like 10 days to my video release, you know, and then be sharing that and stuff. Um, I see mm-hmm. a lot of artists do that.
3: Yeah, and also, I mean, if someone sees your teaser video um, leading up to the release or even once it's come out and they click the link, there's a much higher chance that the audience retention is going to be great because they know what they're clicking, you know, before they actually get to your video. Mm -hmm. So if they liked that teaser, they're probably going to watch it all the way through. Fan interaction Mm -hmm. is definitely really important. Yeah, for sure. And that's why, um, you know, I mentioned earlier too, with the difference between, you know, a personal channel and Vivo, the nice thing about a personal is you can interact with your fans when you want, you know, because um, they want to feel like they're involved in the process, you know.
1: So. Yeah, we do get a couple of requests from clients to disable the comment on the Vivo channel just so t- just because they don't, are not able to respond to positive or negative reviews.
2: Well, if you have a personal channel, you could log in under that account and then check the comments on your Vivo video, and just you can respond as your pers, you know, your personal channel. Yeah, you like put the channel, yeah. But the
1: Vivo channel itself, you can't. Right, because, because that's, part yeah, of, that's yeah. one of the limiting aspects of having a Vivo channel. Because when you when send it to Vivo, you, you don't get a uh, a login. It's all on the distributor side, so so you don't have as much control like your personal. YouTube with the login and all the other access, we just do upload the video for you guys and then, but in terms of managing it, it's all per vivo.
3: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's really pros and cons to both sides. Mm -hmm. So it's just weighing those out and deciding what's best for your situation.
2: I am curious because Tarika asked me earlier what my favorite music video is, and now I wanna know (laughs) what everyone else's favorite music video is, so. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I'm honestly going to say one that's been
3: my favorite since I was a little kid. Um, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like going into the space. Um, <laughs> oh, little it's beautiful. romance with <laughs> the a astronaut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just think that's such a classic music video. Will always be one of my faves.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm going to date myself a little bit here. <laughs> um, this is kind of like a twofold, but it's... Um, this music video is kind of what made me k- get into video a little bit, just because I wanted to figure out how they did it, <laughs> even though nowadays it's like pretty simple. Simple it's, for you, maybe. Well, no, no, just, just <laughs> in terms of the te- just in terms of technology, because I mean, when I was little, I saw this music video on, on MTV, and it was a good, it was a catchy song, but also I wanted to figure out how did they do some of the special effects. What is it? It's uh, it was a, a Groove in the Heart by Delight.
2: I don't know oh, that one. I don't I'm think sorry.
1: I've seen that. <laughs> if you heard it, you know what it is. Maybe.
2: Yeah. You and I. I was gonna say you and I are roughly around the same age, so I'm sure I've heard it.
1: Yeah, but it's yeah, because it was mostly on green screen, but that was before I knew what green screen was. Mm, the magic so, of green screen. And then there were like a couple like <laughs> warp effects, so it's kind of like stuff like that that kind of got me into figure out video. Later on, I was starting to. F- go into movies, trying to figure out how the movies are done. Mm-hmm. But that music video has kind of got me on the path of video. So that's kind of where it went. In terms of the my favorite music video lately is um, that Bruno Mars uh, 24 karat. Just just because of the different cinematography and low angles and just overall editing of that down kind of been is currently my favorite video just in terms of how t- 24k it is. <laughs> nice. Trigo,
2: what Kanye video
0: are you going to tell us? <laughs> um, it actually is a Kanye video. I knew it. It's
1: Wolves by
0: Kanye. Um Speaking of Mike? No. I am just kidding. What? It's Wolves by Kanye. Um it's kind of like a dark twisted fashion show. Kim Kardashians in it. Uh, a lot of top models are in it. Um if you guys are familiar with the line bomb on, they use it as their, like, campaign video for the season that had came out around that time.
1: It's not, it's not the one that's uh, laying in the bed based on a painting? No, not no. that
0: one. This one's badass. Yeah. <laughs> so what's everyone listening to right now? I know we just talked about favorite videos, but what are you listening to?
1: I'm lost after doing that Spotify wound up scene, so I'm... So I don't know what I what I haven't been listening to based on those numbers. Oh, the
0: 2017 rap yeah. wrap up or whatever. Yeah, I'm
1: lost after seeing those numbers. I'm like I don't know what I'm listening to anymore.
0: <laughs> I love how they put together a playlist with the songs that you skipped, and it's just like I skipped these for a reason. Yeah, I don't yeah. like this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> for real.
1: I don't know why mine says like I only explored one genre.
0: Mine but, too, actually.
1: Yeah.
3: Really? Yeah. There's something up with that. Then
2: there's no way
0: that's Mine right. said pop, and I was like, "This is wrong." <laughs> yeah.
2: Mine said, "I think bro step." I was like, what's bro what?
3: step?" Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, "You out of all people that I saw
2: bro step." I mean, I like I don't listen to Spotify too often. I usually listen to music. I've I, I guess I'm old school because I still buy music like on iTunes and I have it on my phone and I oh. listen to my phone like in the car and stuff like through yeah. Bluetooth. But oh. um, yeah, I don't really because at work when I'm working on videos and stuff for video distribution I can't be listening to music I have to listen to the video to make sure everything meets everything but um, mine actually had uh, my list was mostly Muse as everyone knows I love Muse yeah <laughs> but uh, to get back to what I'm I guess we will go to me like, what I'm listening to is, is guilty <laughs> I'm always late too on stuff but I, I recently <laughs> fallen in love with Perfect by Ed Sheeran and he actually oh. they just came out with a, a duet version of him and Beyonce
0: they oh, did a version of that, yeah, yeah. it came out today, I think, or yeah. maybe no, yesterday. No, I, I
2: listened to it a couple days ago, but I think it premiered on Tidal because I actually had the Title app, oh, okay. so every now and then I'll be like, oh, you know, and I saw it, I think I saw it advertised on Facebook, I was like, what?
0: Yeah, I saw Beyonce. it on, like, Instagram today, and yeah. I was like, oh.
2: But nice. I, I loved it so much, like, I actually asked my fiancé if we could change our first dance song to it, and he said no. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, going, we're going with the Muse song we originally picked, so I'm like, all right, fine, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's a very romantic song. I like it. Nice.
3: I've uh, I've been listening to Cascade Christmas, Aww. and uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Cascade. Mm-hmm. He's a producer. He puts a nice electronic spin on Christmas music, which is pretty different. You don't see that every day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm currently well. I'm currently stuck, just because I'm trying to figure out what's going on is the that uh, Christmas album. Oh yeah. I'm trying like there's a couple songs in there, like I'm trying to understand like the why the lyrics the the way they are. They're <laughs> catchy but it's like the the one music video one that she came out was speaking of music videos. It's has a lot of like celebrity uh, guest characters in there. But it's just, like an extra word in there but uh gotta now I gotta look it up. <laughs>
0: Tariqa, what are you listening to? Um, Paramore, actually. I saw them on Sunday, and I'm just—I'm still listening to them.
2: It's always the best when you
3: listen, when you see a concert in person, and then you just listen to them the whole week after.
2: And on the way there, like you yeah, know, in the car, yeah, in the, the car, in the car, the drive there, and week like, after, I blast get it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's first thing pops up on my Spotify when I log, log in.
2: Is your the Cia? Yeah, the to the your <laughs> Christmas
1: album. I don't know. Some a lot of times, I like get kind of bored with the, the, the traditional Christmas music, mm-hmm. and so I'm always looking for remixes. And then when we did our volunteer thing and said, Christmas album came out, I finally was able to listen to it and just let the whole album play on Spotify. And there's a few songs that's it's like I'm that catchy, but I just don't know.
2: That reminds me of that song that DMX came out with the Rudolph Oh Reynolds my reindeer. God that's, I loved that it made me laugh so hard
1: <laughs> he, he did that at a radio station I want to say four or five years ago and now they finally did like a, a recorded version but it sounds almost exactly like he did at the radio station so that's why I'm kind of perplexed by it
0: well that wraps up episode seven of the Music Industry 360 podcast I'm Tarika I'm Vanessa I'm Alexandra Lorenzo Have a happy holiday and we'll see you in 2018.